Jesus says something to us in today's gospel from Luke chapter 14 that is very hard for us to understand, let alone to follow, especially if we get it wrong. He tells us, we cannot follow him as his disciples unless we hate our mothers and fathers, spouses and children. He uses that word, hate. Hate? Did Jesus just tell us to hate family? Only then can we be his disciples? And the answer is no. That is not what he said. Let me explain. Hate, for us moderns in this day, in English, has become a feeling word. Feeling. However, in the common language of Jesus in his day, which was Aramaic, hate is a priority word. Priority. Thus, it means to love another thing less by comparison. To love another thing less by comparison. Therefore, Jesus is telling us, if we want to be his disciples, we have to love our family less than him. It does not mean that we can't love our family deeply and other people, just not more than Jesus. And the irony, of course, here, if you catch it, is that if we do this, if we trust Jesus' teaching here and we follow his plan, if we love him more above all other people and things, then we are actually capable of loving our parents and spouses and children and friends and boyfriends and girlfriends and other persons and strangers far more than if we put other people before Christ. So actually, Jesus wants us to love our families more fully, more completely, more freely, more effectively, and he knows the way to do this it's to love him more than any other person or thing. Beautiful. Like he's, he's got the plan. Now, this takes being all in, in our commitment to Christ. When we are all in, then everyone else is so much more blessed. But each of us each of us has a part to play. If we play our part, our marriages are more beautiful. Our families are healthier. Our churches are incredible. And our society is transformed. Just by making Christ your number one priority. You, as an individual. So let me tell you this story. Several centuries ago, in a mountain village in Europe, a wealthy nobleman wondered what legacy he should leave his townspeople. He made a good decision. He decided to build them a church. No one was permitted to see the plans or the inside of the church until it was finished. At its grand opening, the people gathered and marveled at the beauty of the new church. Everything had been thought of and included. It was a masterpiece. But then someone said, 
wait a minute, where are the lamps? It is really quite dark in here. How would the church be lighted? The nobleman pointed to some brackets in the walls. And then he gave each family a lamp, which they were to bring with them each time they came to worship. Each time you're here, the nobleman said, the place where you are seated will be lighted. Each time you are not here, the place will be dark. This is to remind you that whenever you fail to come to church, some part of God's house will be dark. The point should be obvious and poignant. The importance of our commitment and loyalty to Christ and to other people takes our being all in to Jesus as his disciples. And it takes others being all in with us. All of us worshiping and engaged members of God's church. All focused on growing our faith together and sharing our faith generously. You see, Christ created his church for these profound and absolutely essential reasons. For the sake of humanity. For humanity's good and salvation. For each of you as individuals, as families, as church, as a society. And not just at the end of life, but along the way. The poet Edward Everett Hale put it like this. You might have heard this before. I'm only one, but still I am one. I cannot do everything, but still I can do something. And because I cannot do everything, I will not refuse to do the something I can do. Well, think about this. What if every member of our church supported the church just as you do? What kind of church would we have? What if every single member served the church, attended the church, loved the church, shared the church, and gave to the church exactly Exactly as you do. What kind of church would we have here at St. Francis? Well, the church is supposed to be made up of people. And the church is supposed to evangelize the world. That's our mission. And make disciples of other people. All for the purpose of bringing everyone to Christ to help shape and form them and teach them to make Jesus their number one priority in life. Follow this. When Jesus is your number one priority, you will come to church. Yeah, 
Makes sense. You will seek to worship God and not worship everything else instead of Him or before Him. You will seek out friendships with other Christians, build community. You will seek to learn about Christ through Bible studies. You'll seek out multiple experiences of Christ, such as retreats and prayer groups and adoration. And as you grow in your faith in Christ and making Him number one in your life, you will be inspired to bring your spouses and children and parents and friends and neighbors and strangers to church with you so they can have more of who and what you have. And together, as members of families and as a church community, all of you will go out into the spheres of your influence in the world and bring many, many, many more people to Christ over the course of your many years of living. That, my friends, is God's design for the Christian life. Listen. Jesus is telling us today, this is how to best love our parents, our spouses, our children, our friends, the world, to make Christ your first priority and everyone else will be loved so much better. But of course, this raises the question, how? I mean, practically speaking, how? Can you set a course going forward to help you make Christ your number one priority? Two things today I want to propose to you that can help you accomplish this most important priority in your life. Here's the first one. Next week, we will have our stewardship of time drive. We will have a host of opportunities for you to grow in a deeper relationship with, with Christ starting this fall. And all of them are ways you can do it within the context of our Christian community so you don't have to try to do this faith journey alone, which is not the way God designed the Christian life. You have others to accompany you, and you will accompany others. We have placed brochures in your pews. Please take one now and pass it down to the people in your pews. You do not have to look through it now. I ask you actually not to look through it now. Just simply put it in your pocket so it doesn't go back on the pews and you don't forget it. Just go ahead and put it in a purse or put it in your pocket right now. But pass it along to everyone. Please take one with you today to look for the ways you can love Jesus and your family and others more fully through one of these multiple offerings that are coming. Our opportunities span across interests, levels of engagement, and age groups. We have something for everyone. Next week, together as a church, we will make our commitment to join at least one of our many options to grow in discipleship. You're invited to bring your card to the foot of the altar as an outward expression of your inner commitment to Christ. When you bring your card next week, this is not you registering for one of those. Those will come along the way 
as we continue to let you know what's going on. All this stuff is on our registration homepage of our, of our webpage. When you, when you come with your commitment card, this is your commitment to Christ. So we're not going to be looking at these and plug you into stuff. This is you and God and you saying, I'm going to make an effort to make you the number one priority of my life. And you're going to put it in a basket at the foot of the altar. And then those commitments are going to be offered as your offering, as Christ offers himself to the Father. Here's the second one. This week, I want to propose to you right now, briefly, one of those upcoming offerings that are going to be here at St. Francis de Sales in one month. One I think that has tremendous potential to truly impact you in your effort to make Christ your number one priority. It is something brand new called the Rescue Project. The Rescue Project. It's um, by Father John Ricardo and his apostolate called uh, Acts 29. The Rescue Project is for everyone. If you are really, really involved in growing your faith or just content where your faith is right now, this project is really for you. Right? Because you think you have enough. And you don't. Or, you've never really done much to grow your faith, and this is really for you. And everybody else in between. It is for parishioners and non-parishioners alike, believers and non-believers, folks who question truth and folks who seek truth, and those uh, that are here among us that were among the 2,500 people across our diocese who experienced the Rescue Project in one day a few months back. This is for you too, because you only experience it in a one-day experience and a very truncated experience. This is the full experience coming up. Everyone, in their feedback, I was part of bringing the Rescue Project here to our diocese, and we gave everybody a feedback survey. And when we went through that, we read time and again how, just one day, how truly transformed their faith lives were in one day. What is the Rescue Project? Well, true to its name, it's a project. It is not a program. It was created to be a project whose purpose is to present the most urgent evangelistic task and a compelling proclamation of the gospel, whereby people are overwhelmed and brought to a decision to entrust themselves to Jesus Christ as their number one priority. St. Paul tells us that the gospel is the power of God for salvation. In other words, it's not just news or good news or, or, or ordinary news that we hear over and over again. The gospel is meant to be explosive, extraordinary, and life-changing news of Jesus Christ and how to live your life in the reality of this power. The Rescue Project will be framed around four words. Four words. Created, captured, rescued, response. God created us out of love, for love. Satan captures us in our sins and death. Jesus can rescue us on the cross, and we are given the opportunity to respond. And I'm telling you this, 
because I already went through it in the truncated version, right? And I saw and met with many people since that time. This is an experience of the gospel over the course of a couple weeks, a presentation of the gospel and an experience of the gospel that all your life as a Catholic, you have never had. I've never experienced anything like this in my, all, in my whole life, and I'm a priest. And by the way, Father John Ricardo and Acts 29 are going around the nation right now and putting on these uh, rescue projects on a diocesan level to the lady, and then the bishops now have been turning right around and asking him to come and please present this to my clergy, to the priests. And so they're presenting it to priests, and priests are having the experience of being overwhelmed by the gospel. This is power. If you feel you have never been overwhelmed by what Jesus has done for you or what the Christian life offers you, come to the Rescue Project and you will be overwhelmed and convicted to live the Christian life like never before. If you want to be all in, come to the Rescue Project and surrender to Jesus and his beautiful plan for your life and everyone who's attached to your life. If you want to go out and reach others for Jesus and don't know how, come to the Rescue Project and be mobilized for mission. The Rescue Project, as I mentioned, is a multi-week experience that will begin in a month, October 2nd, offered on a Sunday evening from 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. And right now, there's some of you thinking, I can't do that. Right there is your priority. Right there. Is that how you're going to live your life? The environment that will, it will be completely hospitable, accepting people right where you're at. We will eat dinner together, watch a video, then engage in discussion. So it's a classic dinner, movie, and conversation. Go to our parish registration website today. It's at stfrancisparish.net forward slash register. This, the slots for the Rescue Project will fill up probably this week, so please register as soon as possible. We hope that you will invite family and friends to come with you. This is the perfect opportunity to invite someone to love Jesus more, to make him more of a priority in their lives, and help them to love themselves and others more fully.